you know what time it is. It's time to P-P-P-Podcast, your weekly journey through the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm Lance, your host and tour guide through this underworld of children's card games and plot armor, where the English dub will be smashed to pieces, overanalyzed, and mocked. Mostly from a loving place. Just a quick PSA before we get started. I'd like to make sure everyone who's listening is aware of some of the legal ways to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! online, as there are plenty, at least at the time of this recording. Netflix, Hulu, and Yu-Gi-Oh!.com are all viable options. Previously, I had included the official Yu-Gi-Oh! YouTube channel. However, at the time of this recording, they only have the first five episodes of the original series dub, so I will be removing it from this list until further notice, as we will outpace the videos located there after this episode of the podcast. If you know of any other legal avenues, please feel free to let me know. Now, let's prepare to enter the Shadow Realm. Remember, this week, we'll actually be going over two episodes, Season 1, Episode 4, Into the Hornet's Nest, and Episode 5, The Ultimate Great Moth. So if you only watched the first one, stop listening now and make sure you've watched both of them. The expositional intro comes back for this episode, but we don't get a recap, so rip. But after the opening theme, we see the gang standing in the same spot we left them, looking out over the deck of the ship, which is preparing to dock on the island. Tristan is worried that the security guards lining the dock will discover that he and Taya are actually not duelists because they don't have gloves, any of the invitation cards, or starships, and he suggests they swim back to shore. Taya rightfully calls him a lame brain and tells him to just act normal. While debarking, he is most definitely not acting normal, walking very stiffly and talking to himself, which prompts one of the guards on the dock to call him out and pause for suspensing purposes. He then tells Tristan to not look so nervous because they're all guests on the island. Quite a nice little uh, security guard. Joey has apparently caught a cold that mysteriously disappears in the next scene from his dip into the ocean last night to rescue Yugi's cards. Speaking of, they see Weevil standing around and, you know, looking weevily, and our two heroes basically just hate on him for about five seconds. The duelists are then invited by the announcer guy, Kimo, to climb an unnecessarily monstrous staircase up to a large castle for the opening ceremonies. And on the way up, Taya catches a glimpse of Bakura again, this time lurking in the forest below. This seems to indicate that he is not a contestant, as he has no interest in the proceedings of the tournament, and that he, too, snuck onto the ship. Some great security there, Pegasus. By the time the rest of the gang looks, Booker is gone, uh, leaving Taya to wonder if she's just imagining the white-haired Adonis that is Bakura. But as they turn back to continue their trek up the stairs, we, the viewers, are shown that he is indeed still lurking in the trees. We finally make it to the castle, and all the duelists are gathered around the entrance. A voiceover conversation starts between two unimportant characters, showcasing a few of the top duelists from the regional tournament. Of course, Rex and Weevil are mentioned, but we are also introduced to Mako Tsunami, who is supposed to be, I believe, a Pacific Islander? Maybe Indonesian? Something like that. But he's got nothing but shorts on, and he's buff as all get out. And apparently he placed third in regionals, which would make him right behind Rex. We will see more of Mako later, but for now, that's all we get. 
There's also some chatter about Kaiba's absence, since he's supposed to be the reigning champion, which leads to a mention of Yugi since he beat him in episode 1, and apparently this has caused Kaiba not to necessarily give up dueling, but basically he's trying to find himself, so he didn't come to the tournament, even though, you know, as the reigning champion he is supposed to. Kimo, again, gathers the attention of all the duelists, and Pegasus walks out onto a balcony to start the tournament. But upon seeing him, Yugi has a little flashback of, you know, when he took Grandpa's soul, and, you know, just in case we forgot why he's there with all of the two episodes, less than episode, basically episode, between him taking Grandpa's soul and now. Pegasus greets the masses and addresses the rules of the tournament. Sort of. The winner of the tournament will earn the title of King of Games. Duelists must wager their star chips during each of their duels in order to obtain 10 in total, which will grant them entrance into the castle for the finals and the opportunity to duel Pegasus himself for the title. He also teases the new rules of the game, which includes the scattering of duel arenas all over the island, but he doesn't really give any more explanation than that, so about as helpful as what we got from Weevil in the previous episode. Pegasus gives them one hour to prepare themselves and their decks before the tournament officially begins, which gives the gang time to walk off and engage in another short recap and a little bit of pep talk. But soon thereafter, the fireworks at the castle go off, signaling the start of the Duelist Kingdom tournament, and we join the gang walking through some woods with Yugi on the hunt for Weevil Underwood. And as luck would have it, he's just on the other side of a clearing. Yugi yells at him, declaring a challenge and Weevil ducks into the woods and starts running and laughing maniacally. As the gang give chase into the forest, a swarm, less like a swarm, more like just an overwhelming number of moths just get in their way and make it hard to see, and Taya's freaked out, but they get Yuki thinking. Weevil's wanted to duel him ever since they met on the boat, so why is he running now? And after a few seconds, he surmises that it has to do something with the new rules on the island. As the gang emerges from the trees into another clearing, Weevil's just kind of standing there, waiting for his prey. Yugi tells him it's time to answer for what he did on the boat, which was... What again? I don't remember. After telling him it's time to pay, he goes through his sexy transformation to Big Yugi, and Weevil screams, as you wish, and the ground begins to shake. So a dueling arena, apparently, is under the ground, and is now being hoisted above ground by all of these mechanics. And I get that Pegasus is the president of Industrial Illusions, created this worldwide phenomenon of a card game. But that's a lot, isn't it? And apparently these are all over the island. So you basically have a hollow island that you're having all of these people on. They could all die. Anyway. As the duel arena is being lifted up to the surface, naturally most of the gang is very surprised. Except Joey. Not that Joey's not surprised. He's very much surprised. It's surprising that he's surprised. He even says things like, these aren't going to be like the duels back home. Like, Joey, you 
walked in on Kaiba and Yugi in the first episode, you've seen one of these arenas before. Just like this one that's coming up out of the ground. Like, less than a week ago. Please calm down. As it finishes setting up and we get like podiums for the duelists to stand in and all that good stuff, Joey also exclaims, These giant arenas must be set up all over the island! What? What? This is completely new information. We totally were not told this by Pegasus just like five minutes ago. No. No, we definitely weren't. Yugi insists that both he and Weevil go all or nothing on this duel, wagering all the star chips they have. Naturally, Weevil doesn't see the point in that because Weevil has two and Yugi has one. So he starts to try and, you know, back out, but also kind of baiting Yugi to sweeten the pot, which Yugi does. He bets his entire deck as an additional ante. As the duel's just about to start, a few nobodies stumble upon the match and are surprised that a Weevil Yugi matchup would happen so early in the tournament. But there's also a little bit of confusion as to who Yugi is, since he's not a famous duelist, which prompts Joey to go on a little bromantic explanation of who Yugi is to these nobodies. But duel finally gets underway, life points set to 2000, and Weevil goes first, playing Killer Needle with 1200 attack. Yugi counters with Mammoth Graveyard, also of 1200 attack, which is not an insect, if you can tell by the name. And because the monsters have the same attack, Yugi is obviously surprised when his mammoth is destroyed, but Killer Needle isn't. Weevil then explains that the arena has become a hologram replica of their surrounding environment, basically becoming half forest and half wasteland. And Weevil's Killer Needle, being an insect, gained a field power bonus from the forest. This turns out to be a 30% increase in attack and defense. So, first part of the new rules. There are field power bonuses, and different types of monsters do better on certain fields. Um, however, just as Weevil is finishing gloating about his field power bonus, uh, we discover that the power bonuses go both ways, as Killer Needle is also destroyed. That super long delay on that, I can only assume, is also for suspensing purposes. And I don't like it. Yugi then reveals that his mammoth graveyard also got a field power bonus, but from the wasteland part of the field. He then explains how he came to the conclusion that these were the new rules, since the island is basically home to every type of field imaginable, from meadow to forest to wasteland to mountain to ocean the whole nine yards and each field gives a different type of monster a veritable home field advantage uh, making duelist kingdom the island the perfect place for a tournament like this especially if you're going to implement some new rules on his next turn yugi plays a combo of the feral imp with the horn of the unicorn to take out one of weevil's new monsters the hercules beetle However, it fails spectacularly, and Weevil explains monsters who receive a field power bonus are also immune to magical attacks, and I have to assume that means any non-physical attack, but there's also no in-game mechanic to actually explain what a magical attack is. Weevil then plays the basic insect, which we saw a couple episodes back, 
He used it to win the regionals against Rex, and he equips it with two magic cards to power it up, and sets a card face down, uh, making sure Yugi knows it is a trap card, which is super arrogant of him, but he does it. Meanwhile, Yugi realizes that Weevil is so busy grandstanding and gloating that he isn't even paying attention to Yugi's moves, so he prepares a trap of his own that we don't know yet. Weevil continues ranting about how there's nothing you can do while he's free to attack at any time, though he doesn't. He even goes so far as to say he's going to build up his army and then take Yugi out in one big bug, Blitzkrieg, which has never quite sat right with me. Weevil using Nazi jargon just feels wrong. Yugi then thinks to himself that he actually wants Weevil to put a bunch of monsters on the field. Maybe it has something to do with the trap card he set? And the rest of the gang marvels at the fact that Yugi seems like a different person when he duels. So this is the second time we've kind of gotten confirmation that there is some sort of in-world transformation that he goes through. As I said in the first episode, the physical transformation we see is mostly for us as the viewer, so we know when little Yugi's in charge and when big Yugi's in charge. But generally, the other characters in the show can't tell, at least not physically, except that his like personality changes a little bit. So Yugi's very timid and, you know, unsure, but big Yugi is confident and knows what's going on and knows how to carry himself. So that's what they were commenting on. With his field full of monsters, Weevil finally declares an attack on Yugi, which prompts Yugi to reveal his trap card, Mirror Force. It reflects Weevil's attack back at him, destroying all of his monsters and taking out over 1,400 of his life points in the process. In the actual game, Mirror Force doesn't reduce either player's life points upon activation, so this was probably just added for plot purposes, but that's okay. So at this point, Yugi's up by over 700 life points and the gang is cheering him on excitedly and Mai walks up to rain on everybody's parade. Teo yells at her to go take a hike because she's always walking up and flapping her gums about things that are frankly none of her business. Mai replies that she wouldn't miss a champion like Weevil dueling for anything and just in case it isn't obvious yet that she is supposed to be a total knockout babe. Tristan and Joey both begin agreeing with her and blushing for like a solid straight minute and a half. Weevil continues his buzzing while Yuki continues waiting for the sting and Weevil decides that he's going to play a rather weak monster and really plays it up how weak it is and how it doesn't stand a chance against any of Yugi's monsters. Yugi, however, remembers that Weevil has a trap and rather than let his monsters fall victim to it, he plays Monster Recovery, which is a magic card that allows him to recall his monsters on the field, shuffle them and the rest of his hand into his deck, and draw a new hand. He then baits out Weevil's trap with Karibo and lectures Weevil about how he shouldn't have proclaimed he set a trap because they only work when they catch you by surprise, which isn't entirely true, but I guess in this stage of the game, I guess it did kind of work that way. This prompts Weevil to begin laughing maniacally again, as he reveals he cares nothing about that trap. He was hoping Yugi would call his monsters back so that he could play this weak monster without interruption. He then reveals the monster to be Larva Moth, which is actually a caterpillar. 
that he played last turn, and he equips it with the Cocoon of Evolution, which transforms the moth into a giant, nearly impenetrable, trembling pod of grossness. And over the next five turns, the larva moth inside will metamorphose into the Great Moth, which is actually a moth, and is quite powerful and great. Yugi plays and attacks with Gaia the Fierce Knight, whose attack is obviously too low to destroy the cocoon, so I don't understand why he attacked. Mai then illuminates the rest of the gang to the fact that no one has ever gone up against the cocoon of evolution and won. Okay. We are only at this point in episode 5 of this anime. There has been at least one stupid protagonist must do something impossible cliche in every episode seriously how many of these are there in this show because i'm frankly tired of them a little later as part of a pep talk joey tells yugi to get fired up which gives yugi an idea of how to beat the cocoon my then interjects again to tell the gang that they are only distracting Yugi from the game with their incessant cheerleading. To which Taya responds by dropping a sick burn. Here we go. How would you know? I bet no one's even ever wanted to be your friend, let alone care enough to cheer you on. Ooh. Oh, dropping them sick burns, Taya. Yugi then plays the Curse of Dragon monster and combines it with a magic card to attack, which surprises Weevil as Curse of Dragon is still too weak to destroy his cocoon, but Yugi says he combined it with Burning Land, which apparently allows his dragon to destroy the forest field rather than the cocoon itself. Therefore, the cocoon no longer has a field power bonus, so Yugi follows up with Gaia the Fierce Knight, which should destroy Weevil's pod of transformation, but... It doesn't. Because plot. It hatches instead because the moth apparently evolved enough to survive, which is neither how that card works nor how it should work. But Yugi says it doesn't matter. He'll still beat Weevil. And Weevil responds by telling him that he will pay for that with his life points. And Yugi, in his infinite wisdom and unmatched ability for trash talk, comes back with, and I quote, Duel. Work on your burns, Yugi. Weevil uses his great moth to attack Yugi's beaver warrior, which was face down in defense position, and then proceeds to declare another attack? Hold on. Can't do that. But he did anyway. On Gaia the Fierce Knight. But Yugi activates polymerization, which is technically not how you pronounce that word, but whatever to fuse his Gaia with his Curse of Dragon, forming Gaia the Dragon Champion, although it's not named in this episode, and sparing it from the Great Moth's attack. However, that is when we see the Great Moth's special ability. Its first attack apparently released poison particles into the air, which are now coming into contact with Yugi's Gaia, lowering its attack points by 100 roughly every second, which is some extra special bending of the rules. How would you even keep track of that? Don't even know. So, time is of the essence, as Gaia is continuously losing attack points, but of course. Yugi activates Destiny Draw again, and top decks Makiyu the Magical Mist, which washes the field clean with rain, getting rid of the poison particles, and apparently reversing their effects. Weevil, however, still manages to destroy Gaia, even though it and the Great Moth now have the same attack points, but whatever, and bring Yugi down 
to 50 life points. So things are obviously looking pretty bad for our hero. But the rest of the gang on the sidelines, minus my, continue to verbally assault him with support. In fact, there's even this weird exchange between Joey and Taya where he says he wishes they could trade in my for life points, which causes Taya to fall to her knees. Presumably laughing, but it does make me wonder what's going on in the original Japanese version. They then look back up at Yugi, who is laughing. Yes, laughing. That confidence, though. Or maybe he's gone crazy. Let's find out. Weevil obviously becomes enraged at the fact that Yugi is laughing at him, which prompts Yugi to explain that he has won because he has drawn the summoned skull. Yugi, using Makiyu, as I said before, doused the field and even Weevil's moth in water, which conducts electricity, and as luck would have it, the summoned skull attacks with... Drumroll, please. Electricity. Also, apparently the water somehow boosts the summoned skull's attack by a thousand points, which I'd be fine including that in a field power bonus, because why not at this point but that's a 40 percent increase to its 2500 attack whereas the field power bonuses are 30 percent so that's a clear slap in the face to that so i don't know yugi attacks destroying the great moth draining weevil the rest of his life points and winning the duel as everyone else is cheering on, Mai is only mildly surprised. She also strikes me as the kind of woman who would intentionally make you feel worse for having some sort of dysfunction in the bedroom. Just saying. Weevil is obviously surprised by this loss, calling himself a champion and whining about how he could have lost to Yugi, um, actually quite reminiscent of Kaiba in the first episode. Yugi tells him that he only won his duels through lying and cheating, and that real duelists play with honor pause i will 100 percent give you that he cheated before and maybe even throughout this duel but we have no proof whatsoever that he cheated in any previous duels i mean the implication is that he is fine with cheating and so he probably has in the past but we currently don't have the evidence to support that so tone down your preachiness there yug resuming Joey relieves Weevil of his dueling gauntlet, and Yugi takes his two star chips, giving him a total of three out of the ten needed to gain entrance to the castle and the finals. And so, this two-part episode ends. So, in these episodes, the only new pieces of information we really got revolve around the new rules governing the games on the island, which are kind of important to remember, at least up to a certain point, but they're also just bonkers completely bonkers. Um, we also get a little bit more characterization on Mai, showing her as a pessimistic realist, and the complete loss of subtlety in Weevil's strategic, did you hear those air quotes? Mind. Um, actually painting him as a full-blown cheater. So yeah, next week uh, I will be covering let's see, season one, episode six, first duel. But before then, Query for the week. What do you think is the most rule-bending part of this duel? How come Yugi didn't mind-crush Weevil to help him see the error of his ways like he did Kaiba? And do you think it was wise for Yugi to bet his entire deck on this duel? Let me know what you think, or if you have any other 
comments, questions, or concerns, please feel free to email me at itstimetopodcast at gmail.com and follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash itstimetopodcast and on Twitter at itstime2podcast. If you can, please consider backing me on Patreon at patreon.com slash itstimetopodcast. It'll help me bring more content to you guys expand in the future, and give back even more to this wonderful community that we are building. But, till next time, your move.